Welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome back to the weekly news and chat show from the world famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. It is indeed that. You are not incorrect. I know I'm not. <laughs> How have you been, Adam? I am very well, thank you. Yourself? Excellent. Good. What have you been up to? I have been mostly excited. Mostly excited. <laughs> about going away on holiday. Tomorrow. Oh, you're going on holiday tomorrow, yeah. aren't you? Where are you going? Uh, just just not very far, just to a, a little cottage. Cottage in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Cabin in the woods, shall we say. Yeah, sure, let's say that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what happens in cabins in the woods? Uh, put a nice fire on and just relax. Don't talk to any strange mutant people. Okay. No, well, I will look out for mermen. <laughs> Do it. I haven't seen Cabin in the Woods for years. No, not me. It's a great film. Good movie. Is it slightly tainted by its director now? Who directed it? Josh Whedon? Did he? Yeah, I think oh, so. okay. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Oh, well. It's a good film. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I remember. I remember getting to see that at the cinema, probably mm. with you. And probably. it was like a real nice surprise. It was a real moment in time, Cabin in the Woods. It's, it's yeah. so unique. It's a great film. Yeah. If I win the wildcard race this season, I might pick that as my watch-along prize. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I think that'd be a really good one to watch. It would be a good one to watch along with, actually. Awesome. Uh, how about you? What have you been up to? Uh, I've got a new VR headset. Oh, nice. So that's cool. I've upgraded my Quest 2 to a Quest 3. Okay. It's good. It feels very... Uh, what have you played so far? Feels next generation. Okay. Shall we say? It's much comfier. Yeah. Um, so far, I have... There's an app, right? Sure. Because it's all... It's, it's a, technically, it's a mixed reality headset. Right. So you can see the real world through the vision. Yeah. But also games start to appear in the real world and so the first there's like a demo of this where you scan your room in mm-hmm. and then these little alien things start bursting through the wall and you can see your wall starts breaking down oh, and okay. then spaceship lands and by the time you finish shooting them all you've shot all the walls away of your house and you're in this like alien world oh wow that's really cool but then i've got this piano game mm-hmm. right it's called piano vision and it's mixed reality piano <laughs> <by a> superpower. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mixed reality piano trainer right so any table turns into a piano. Oh, nice. So you can sit, I sat here last night with the headset on and you put where the left-hand edge and the right-hand edge of the keyboard is on your table yeah. and then your table turns into a keyboard. Wicked. And it, it scrolls down a bit like Guitar Hero, shall yeah. we say. The keys scroll down and you have to press them at the right time. Okay. You sit here like this, just playing the table. <laughs> so that's, that's actually really cool. I'm making it sound silly, but it's really cool. That's neat. Yeah. It's good. It's just... There's not a lot of new games. Okay. It's just upgrades on visuals and field of view and Fine. that sort of thing. But it's a good, it's a good upgrade. It's worth Do it. If anybody's on the fence about buying one, I would recommend. Is, it. is there a risk that we'd just lose you and you know? Yeah, that's a very real risk. <laughs> yeah. If I could just enter the Oasis forever, yeah, exactly. I would do it. So this the first step to the to the Oasis. The Oasis. Maybe. Who knows. Mm. It's what, it's what Mark Zuckerberg wants. Exactly. And he usually gets what he wants, that boy. He might be the next Whoa. Beethoven. <laughs> Phone vibration is very violent, I apologise. <laughs> that was very aggressive. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Um, yeah, so it's good. Uh, I would, If you're, anybody's on the fence about getting one, go for it. Like it. It's uh, taken up my week. I've sold my PlayStation 5 to get one. Oh right! So okay. oh, sorry, I thought you were saying your phone had just vibrated. No, tell you <laughs> no, you told your that's what I did to be able to afford to buy the, the headset. Yeah, which I've realised today is the first time I can ever remember not owning a console. Yeah, I don't own a 
specific gaming console now. Is a headset not technically a console? Mm, I, I don't know. I don't you know, know. No, I don't think it is. It's not in the okay. traditional sense of the, t- the, the word. But there's no games on a PS5, is there? Nope. It's been out for three years. Yep. Shocking. A shocking console. Uh, so I think since the Master System, I've consistently owned a, co- a gaming console. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, there's ever been a time when I haven't had one until now. Wow. Crazy, really. PC gaming, baby. Yeah. You'll be, <laughs> you know, you'll be well away as a piano master before you know it. <laughs> I don't know about that. If you've got an actual piano as well, you can scan it in and it'll Make sense. teach the piano to you as well, which is quite cool. Yeah. It's quite a cool idea. Real. First steps in mixed reality. It's nice. Mixed reality. Mixed reality. Ooh. Future's here. <laughs> it's apparently great for... I've not tried it yet, but apparently it's great for watching movies. Right. Because you can have like a virtual cinema screen and there's obviously the screen's a lot clearer. I've watched a few movies in the Quest too, so yeah. apparently it's a lot better than that. I'm going to try that at some point. How does that work? Is that like movies that they've bought the rights to... No, you can log... you can log into like... You can mirror Netflix your or... desktop. Okay. So you can mirror your PC desktop so you could watch anything you can watch on your PC on your okay. headset. But yeah, there is an app called there's an app called Big Screen, which is like a virtual cinema, sure. and you can log into Disney Plus and Amazon Prime on that, and they also host a few films, okay. and people can host their room as well. So if you're showing a film in a room, other so people can, can go and join it. Could host your own film festival. Yeah, basically, if you wanted to. Lovely. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Uh, I've got a question for you. Always oh, question of the week. Questions. Um, it's a little, it's a little bit different to what our usual questions are like. Okay. What they like scenarios there's no time travel this week there's no time travel this week this is a bit more about we're getting deep yeah it's a bit more maybe it's going to delve into our relationship slightly okay so we've known each other for a long time right i think so can't remember (laughs) too long um and you i've lived in this house for a long time right sure if you suddenly discovered that i have a secret room in my house that i've been hiding from you yeah what would you assume is inside it (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, I mean I I think you might have something (laughs) not too dissimilar to like the dreamatorium what's a dreamatorium? you know that like Troy and Arbad have in the community yeah (laughs) to be fair just like an empty room where you go and do your imagination (laughs) do VR (laughs) yeah possibly Uh, I is that or a sex dungeon? Let's <laughs> be honest. <laughs> no, it's definitely not that. Uh, I, I think, yeah, something. I think something like that. What a sex dungeon? No, like it's like a, I could just imagine you with like the masking tape squares on the. Do you think I would hide that from you though? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, is it? So it's like it's something I've specifically <laughs> hidden from you. Um, maybe you're a secret like. Bob Ross, and you've got like a <laughs> an art studio, art studio, or maybe, something maybe like I that. Uh, I don't. Thing is, you wouldn't. You're not the one to, one to sort of tinker with a with an engine or something. No, you're not like a grease monkey. No, I don't like being dirty. <laughs> or you'd have like uh, a secret train set, and <laughs> that's more got, realistic. You've got like a whole miniature. <laughs> world that's so weird trains and stuff and and a little town but you you you've also got like gopros and right and you're you're basically creating little movies in this little (laughs) stop motion village that you've (laughs) created i would fucking love that to be fair that would that's a great show and and you've got a whole sort of 
uh, three seasons of, um, I don't know, Trumpington Village <laughs> that you've never shown to anyone. This is and so there's, weird. There's backstories of all the gonna, characters. I was going to say that you'd have something like that as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this massive like train set or scale electric or something in this hidden room that nobody knew about. You know, that was going to be my what I, I was going to say about you. And you expl- you've explored the the life of I don't know Father Jones and all the goings on. I would definitely on. do this. There's like a whole soap. You're making me think when we finish do, if we ever do finish doing this podcast, this one this room might become that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that's on the horizon. And and you've probably you've got I mean we've got all this this recording equipment so you've probably like secretly branched out into secret podcast train spot well no I wouldn't even say podcast like audio drama oh and you do all the parts I'm up for that <laughs> that would be fun that would be fun that's so weird though I was going to say that you'd have some sort of like secret train set or scale extra. but actually you'd, you know I think you'd call it like uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've set myself up to be ridiculed here haven't I. <laughs> Uh, little Streamington. <laughs> That's what the village is called. With a nice stream going little, through it. Yeah, a little little brook that bubbles away through the town. Very quaint. Bit midsummer murdery. Yeah. Yeah. That, that. That's what you've got. Where is it? Can we get another look? Let's <laughs> yeah, finish this podcast. Just move that out of the way. And move this big I think it's a good question to ask. It's people. a good question. It's going around on TikTok apparently at the okay. minute. Somebody said a Nicolas Cage shrine. Yeah. I mean. That's what. That's why I think that's why it came up in my algorithm. <laughs> so that was one of the answers that people were talking about. Would you, if you had Nicholas Cage shrine, what would you? Would that, you like in the unbearable way of massive talent, that was yeah, a Nicholas yeah. Cage shrine. Yeah, light, light a candle every evening. Yeah, watch a Nicholas Cage. Say thank you. <laughs> thank you for the movies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the good time. But I thought that was a good question. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I think you'd have some sort of like comf- You live with three females, so you need some sort of man space. Yeah, comfy, space would be nice. comfy, just comfy place to just where it's quiet just away from bags. screaming women. Yeah, yeah. Don't even necessarily need any tech. Just no, like, just just somewhere to be few, quiet few and books be nice. And a beanbag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No little streamington though. No, I'm going to build a little streamington now. <laughs> <laughs> You're the mayor. I'm the mayor of Little Streamington. Yeah. <laughs> that's Simon role, Streamington. That's a, Simon Streamington. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the village family, the been, family village named after him. Yeah, generations. With his, the, his house on the hill overlooking the, the village. Yeah. yeah. Are Definitely. you just giving Ross Cook ammo here? <laughs> right, should we go on? Should we do some Netflix news? Sure, why not? What do we have for us this week, Nick? Well, the first two stories of Netflix news are somewhat diametrically opposed, I would think. You could say. And the first of that is an update on the state of some of Netflix's animation uh, going forward. Which is interesting given that only a couple of weeks ago yeah. we had the showcase of future products. Yeah, they were all in on animation a couple of weeks ago. Uh, on what was it called? Drop one Yeah. Well, and Netflix have announced this week that a restructure is imminent to its animation unit. Uh, which has some knock-on effects on a couple of uh, movies in production. Right. The restructure will apparently result in job cuts and the shutdown of at least two films currently in pre-production. Oh, right. Shut down. Yeah. Uh, as a re- result of this reorganisation. 
they are also, however, looking to recruit outside producers to help look after future animated movies. Okay. What's been shut down? Well, uh, most interestingly, is a couple of movies that have been shut down uh, are... This website is literally impossible to use. <laughs> As I scroll down, the advert follows me. Oh, I hate... The internet is shit now. <laughs> it's so difficult. It's so Just shit. Let me read the bloody article. Um, it's not even like it's a cheap-ass website. It's variety.com. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's, like, it's oh, ridiculous. It's there if you want to read it off the screen. Uh, the first <laughs> one is Escape from Beverly Hills. Okay. Uh, a, which is going back onto the open market. Right, so uh, somebody else will pick that Yeah, up. so Netflix have basically just said, no, we're not making that one anymore. Uh, the other one is a movie called... Tunga, okay. uh, which Netflix won at auction in 2019, is a movie from a Zimbabwean-born uh, creator, Godwin Jabengwe, a film rooted in the mythology of the Shona culture following a young girl who must find a mythical city where elder spirits can teach her how to summon rain. Uh, Netflix are keeping it, but sending it back into development. Right, so they just mothballed it. For yeah, them. basically. Basically. So they obviously still see something in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's surprising, also, isn't it? Considering how big they were a few weeks ago in animation. Well, also last week, DreamWorks Animation announced it would be cutting 70 jobs and outsourcing a lot of its production. Who are all these people companies. outsourcing animation to? <laughs> well, exactly. Uh, interestingly, though, which, you know, we have covered previously, actually, Netflix Animation has arguably had its biggest year this year. Um, I mean, it won the Academy Award for yeah, Best Animated Feature. Yeah, that's for true. For Pinocchio. Um, and just this week, you can go and find the trailer for Leo, which is Adam Sandler's new Netflix movie. He voices uh, a lizard who's okay. been a, lived for, for years and years as a class pet in a school. And I think it's about his uh, bid for freedom. Right. So yeah, a shake-up of animation at Netflix, which is interesting because they have also announced this week at Netflix that they have purchased Star Trek Prodigy, okay. which has been cancelled by Paramount+. Plus. Right. So they've cancelled it and Netflix have picked it up. Yeah. Uh, Netflix have picked up the first season, which was uh, already finished, was available on Paramount+. Plus. Right. But they have also agreed to continue and complete... The second season of the show, which was midway through production. Wow. Netflix do that quite a lot, don't they? They pick up shows that get cancelled elsewhere. Yeah. Carry them on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's quite a strange one because Paramount Plus uh, is churning out quite a bit of Star Trek content because content it's, a, it's a property that yeah, they, already have. they own. So yeah. the fact that you know they're shipping that one out to Netflix is, is quite interesting. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah. yeah yeah cool lots of animation shit going on it's all swings and roundabouts in the animation is, business very up and down things. netflix has also announced this week that in what is becoming increasingly common strategy for them that the final season of the crown will be split into two parts oh wow okay later this year part one will arrive on the 16th of november and part two a month later on the 14th of December. 
Right. Uh, and this will bring this show to a close. Yeah, this is it, isn't it? We're done after this. I'd completely forgotten the ground existed, if I'm honest. I... We have n- at least not watched the l- previous season to this. Maybe even two previous Yeah, seasons. I haven't seen it for ages. Yeah. Have I seen... I don't think I've seen anything since Olivia Coleman left. Right. I've never even seen Olivia Coleman in it. Actually, you're probably about four seasons yeah. back. Yeah, I'm done with it, I think. <laughs> yeah. So we're uh, splitting in two. Yes, there's a new teaser, which you can go and find. It's got all three queens in it. Oh, well, really? As she ages. Imelda Stoughton actually looks really good. She looks just like the queen, I think. Yeah. Or how the queen did at that point in her life, anyway. I agree. And, I, I, yeah, I, I, I really like Olivia Coleman, but I do feel... Looks wise, it was a bit of a stretch. I know yeah. that's not. No, all, I think I know that's not mean. all what it should be about. But uh, the final instalment of the Crown uh, covers from the sort of death of Princess Diana onwards. Oh right, okay. I don't know at what point it sort of finishes, but uh, a teenage William and Kate have been cast right for the final season. I always said they should have finished it there but it seems like they're going past it slightly yeah it basically got an extra series commission though didn't yeah, it, it did. from what was originally the plan i think we've seen in interviews yeah. from yeah uh, they didn't expect creators. Sense, did they? okay cool next next is some end of year numbers for netflix uk okay which are quite interesting so in the 12 months ending uh, December 31st, 2022, yep. Netflix have confirmed that they have added the fewest number of new subscribers in the UK since launching. Wow, okay. Uh, with only a 4% growth in subscribers in 2022. That's still a growth. It is. And we've talked before, haven't we, about how long is it till Netflix reaches? Yeah, there's there's a saturation point yeah. somewhere. We might be getting the it. amount of adults yeah. that, that have, <laughs> uh, you know, want or can buy Netflix. Uh, it is the UK's most popular streaming service. 15 million subscribers. It's not bad, is it? It's pretty good. Yeah. Considering how many, uh, what's the population of the UK? About 60. 60, 70, somewhere yeah, around there. Something like that. Uh yeah. However, I'm sure they're not that bothered. They're probably more bothered by the fact that revenues increased by 12% to <laughs> what happens just over one and a half billion. That's not bad, is it? Uh, up from 1.38 billion in 2021. That's just in the UK. Yeah. Uh, due in no small part, as you say, to a second price rise in two years, which came into effect last March. Yeah. Uh, And an interesting stat from that is that British users in 2022 paid 14% more a month than they did the previous year. Wow. That's quite a lot. It is, isn't it? Mm. It is quite a lot. Uh, Netflix Services UK reported a pre-tax profit of 34 million, uh, which is up from 27.9 million the previous year. Uh, They paid... Seven and a half million in corporation tax. Well, at least two, they're paying tax. Two, mil, two million more than uh, the previous year. At least they're paying some tax, unlike some of their other 
Yeah. Competitors. Yeah. Uh, interestingly as well, that considering what we've just talked about in terms of animation, Netflix's staff hires in the UK yep. rose from 396 to, to about 500. About 500 in hires? In the UK, yeah. Hmm. I wonder how many people work for Netflix in the UK. Okay. If they're hiring 500 a year, that's quite a lot. Yeah, some interesting cool. numbers. That is there. interesting, yeah. I like stuff like that. Stats. I love a stat. <laughs> some news that may not be quite as good for Netflix is a survey that's been done over in the States of US teenagers. Okay. Uh, polled by Piper Sandler. And they have said... Is she any relation to Adam Sandler? Yeah. They were asked, what service did they spend most of their time uh, consuming videos on? TikTok. And Netflix, which had previously topped similar polls in previous years, okay, is not on the top of the charts anymore. Right. TikTok? No. Oh, really? YouTube. YouTube? Yeah. That's surprising. Teens polled said they spent 29.1% of their daily video consumption on YouTube. Wow. Uh, beating, narrowly beating Netflix by about half a percent. That's, is that surprising? I don't think that is surprising. I've, there'll, there'll be days I mean, my where kids, I watch my kids aren't, Netflix. aren't teenagers, but no. I would say that that tracks yeah. from my experience. I mean, not every... There'll be days where I watch more YouTube than Netflix. Not many, but there will be some days out there yeah. where I do. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, yeah, the poll surveyed more than 9,000 teenagers. Uh, I don't know if it surprises course. me more that Netflix have won that in the past. Yeah. I think that surprises me more. Yeah. Given sort of... I would always go with like YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. <laughs> Given that most of Netflix's stuff's like over an hour, yeah. and a half long. <laughs> uh, they were by far ahead of any of the other. So it's YouTube, services. Netflix, and then miles between them. Miles behind Hulu, Prime Video, and Disney Plus. Okay. Uh, ah, interestingly, the results do not include TikTok. Right. Why? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Okay. I couldn't tell you that. Is it something to do with maybe TikTok is like... It's more of a social media, I guess, than a video. The length of what, as well. Could be, did yeah. you hear, this isn't in the news, but did you hear the, the first movie to be released I did hear in tic, on yeah, TikTok? Yeah, they're going to release it on TikTok. So they, no, it's, it's been done. They cut yeah. um, Mean Girls down into... I did. did I just can't remember however many 90 second... Um, yeah, I did hear that. Portions. And the whole thing was put up on TikTok. I don't think I'm a fan of that. <laughs> I feel like if Feels Martin like Scorsese really... finds out about that, he's going to have a heart attack. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> I'd be a lot, I'd say a lot of parts of to split into the Irishman <laughs> down into, isn't it? And Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> I, do, I don't know. It just seems like a right pain of a way to watch Mean Girls. Yeah, just watch Mean Girls. <laughs> Who's watching a film in 90 second chunks? Uh, news this week that Netflix have purchased uh, a documentary about the first black Barbie doll. Oh, right. Uh, okay. Black Barbie had its world premiere at this year's South by Southwest Film Festival. Uh, and it's been acquired by Netflix and Shondaland. Right. 
Cool. The movie is directed by Laguera Davis, the niece of one of Mattel's three black employees who advocated for the doll. Uh, the statement from uh, Davis and Netflix said, telling Black Barbie's story has been such a personal journey and it warms my heart to celebrate the legacy of my aunt, Beulah Mae Mitchell, Kitty Black Perkins and Stacey McBride Irby in our film. We couldn't have asked for a better collaborators than Shondaland and Netflix to help bring this story to the world. That'd be quite interesting of it, to be honest. I would think so. Because yeah. I bet that was a tough thing to get by the... Uh... The big wigs at Barbie, at Mattel at the sure. time. Sure, and I I do think for it's good for these guys yeah. as well because you can't help but think Barbie the movie has helped make this an easier sell. <laughs> 100%. And I it's clearly a story that is deserves to be told. I think, yeah, if you've got Barbie in your title of anything at the minute, you're going to get it made. Yeah. Uh, I know. I, know. I, I hope as well as having the opportunity to tell this story to a good audience. I hope they were uh, well rewarded, Me too. shall we say. Me too. I'm sure they were. Okay, I think that's all our Netflix news. Okay, cool. But, but uh, there's plenty more news to go through. Cool. And I am very excited, just for the pun value aside, that very shortly uh, you can go and watch... It's a wonderful knife. <laughs> what is it? It's a wonderful knife. It's a Christmas slasher movie. Oh, that's an incredible pun. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, you can go and find uh, the trailer for It's a Wonderful Knife, which comes from the writer Michael Kennedy, who was behind Freaky. Oh, yeah, that was good, that. That the was the Vince Vaughn one. body swap slasher hmm. movie. I enjoyed that. Uh, starring Vince Vaughn. Yeah, It's a Wonderful Knife. Uh is billed as George Bailey versus Ghostface. Nice. That was his pitch, apparently. Um, Justin Long is the villain in this movie. Cool. Uh, and Jane Widdop from Yellow Jackets is in the lead role of Winnie. Uh, who, the synopsis says, whose lamentation that she wishes she'd never existed unleashes the angel killer on the town of Angel Falls. A year after saving her town from a psychotic killer on Christmas, Winnie Carruthers' life is less than wonderful. But when she wishes she'd never been born, she finds herself in a nightmare parallel universe and discovers that without her, things could have been much, much worse. Now the killer is back and she must team up with the town misfit to identify him and get back to her own reality i want to watch this now right now uh it had its premiere last weekend at beyond fest and is expected to stream on shudder later this year oh that might get you would me think in time for christmas yeah you would think so yeah but the image of the the killer's really cool yeah i like that i i i just hope it's one of those things where the tape the the title came first and then let's make a movie. <laughs> that is 100% what has happened. <laughs> um, I'm going to watch that trailer as soon as we finish recording. Excellent. We'll watch it together. Okay. Chris Rock has Chris got Rock. his next his next job lined up. Okay. Uh, it's not stand-up. <laughs> He's going to direct a movie. He's going, he is partnering with no less than Steven Spielberg. Wow. Who will produce a biopic of martin luther king jr wow okay which chris rock will direct imagine having to direct a film while spielberg's standing there 
That must be. St- <laughs> that's like putting so much pressure on yourself. Uh, Universal has snapped up the rights to Jonathan Igg's critically acclaimed biography, King: A Life. <laughs> that's straight to the point. <laughs> Uh, which has been hailed as a definitive biography of the civil rights icon, uh, which used previously untapped sources, including newly declassified FBI information, to uh, build the biography of the man himself. Uh, Chris Rock has directed before, but he's only directed comedies. Okay. So this will be his first serious serious movie, I guess. Yeah. Cool. His, first, his first time directing in a decade, if you don't count his stand-up specials. Which um, you don't. I, yeah. <laughs> That's putting a lot of pressure on yourself there. Big movie, that could be. That is, could be, yeah. Is he going to star, or is it just... Not mentioned as yet. Okay. I think this is this is pretty hard for press. I, I mean, it does feel, you would say that is prime Oscar fodder. Yeah. You imagine him back at the Oscars, <laughs> who would present him... Will Smith. Yeah, exactly. Jada Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Rock, best director in a couple of years. <laughs> That's worth it just for the... Uh... Calling it now. Calling it now. Keep going. You're on a roll. Fine. Fans of Studio Hibley's animation. Yeah. Uh, rejoice because it has been confirmed that Hayao Miyazaki's next movie. I think this is possibly his last movie. It's the first movie he directed in as he's directed in a decade. Okay. The Boy and the Heron. The Boy and the Heron. Has been confirmed to have a cinematic release over here in the in the UK on the twenty sixth of December. Oh, Boxing Day. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, you can go and find this movie in cinemas. Cool, what is uh, it? The Boy and the Heron. I've told you that. No, what's it about, Dick? <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's a semi-autobiographical fantasy about right. life, death, and creation. Ooh. Uh, so there you go. Uh, the official synopsis reads, A young boy named Mojito, yearning for his mother, ventures into the world shared by the living and the dead. Their death comes to an end and life finds a new beginning oh um, not giving anything away i like it has its premiere at the bfi london film festival in october uh, in this country but yeah a wider release on boxing there's going to be a lot of people excited for that albert 100 percent. next i've got a trio of horror related news stories okay to close out the news this week as we are now in october we are and the first of those i guess this comes around every year john carpenter has been uh doing some interviews and for some reason someone said halloween are we bringing that back again oh what (laughs) it's not even died yet considering uh we are 12 months removed from Halloween, Halloween, Halloween ends. Halloween ends, which was the final of the trilogy. Yeah, and it was which fucking dreadful. <laughs> which brought back Jamie Lee Curtis to the yep. Halloween universe. Um, well, John Carpenter said, "Don't you believe this is the end of Michael Myers?" I mean, part of me thinks, 
good. I'm glad that's not the end of Michael Myers because Michael Myers is one of my favourite movie characters ever. There's but also, maybe just leave it for a bit. Maybe a little bit. Just a bit. The paint's not even dry. Yeah. <laughs> There's all sorts of ways Carpenter continues of bringing Michael Myers back. There's all sorts of ways of telling this particular story. All I'll say to you is you'll just have to wait and see a bit longer. Yeah, let's wait five years at least. I mean, that reads to me like John Carpenter wants to reboot this thing. Yeah, it sounds like it again. I mean, he, he was a producer on yeah. the most recent trilogy. He was, yeah. But I think that's mainly because you have to have him on side. Yeah. Because there's no way he approved any of those movies. <laughs> if he did, then I don't trust him with them because they're awful. Like, to be fair, Halloween, the first one of the trilogy. I can remember good. you saying you thought first the first one's good, one was okay. The second one's okay because it's funny. And the third one is not, not good at all. No. Maybe let him rest for a bit. Well, interestingly... Uh, I'd like... If you're going to do it, do something really different with it. I don't know what, but something that's not been done before with it. I, you won't, you don't need to click on this because I've, I've put the wrong link on. But interestingly, okay. I think it is that time of the year. Right. Because um, the director of Boogeyman... You went to see Boogeyman recently? Did, yeah. What did you make of that? Didn't like it. All right, uh, well, he has said... He would like the chance to direct a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean that franchise I feels is a like, bit longer since that we've feels had a like it's Freddy had Queen enough movie. time. But we've still had the reboot. Yeah, we have. And I think the thing is, we with, leave these things alone with these slasher icons. They're going to just keep getting done forever. Yeah. So that I have no issue with it if it's done well. My only issue is. Do it well. Sure. Make Michael Myers films forever if you want to, but don't make bad ones. Yeah. And make a Freddy Krueger film. We but should, I think we've mentioned before, we should just, the, more of the mashups. Yeah, do some mashups. Or just do something different with it. Yeah. Just put him somewhere else. In a desert. In a desert, on a cruise ship. Any, <laughs> literally anywhere. <laughs> Freddy Krueger can go anywhere. Yeah, that's his dream. <laughs> he travels in dreams. He literally could go anywhere. Just don't be like another, oh, it's Halloween. There's a neighbourhood in America that's doing trick-or-treating and then Michael Myers turns up. It's, Do something different. It's it. Laurie Strode's nephew's yeah. daughter's cousin maybe even neighbours. Keep, maybe even keep that character out. I think that can, would be a good can idea. You do Jamie, can you do Halloween without Jamie Lee Curtis? I mean, she's Oscar winner now. She doesn't need to do that, does she? She, did, she has said she wouldn't do it anymore. Mm. So, well, she'll trust wherever she is. We'll and then, talk more about horror movies in a little while on the wave. Well, I, I've got final news story of the week, also about a horror movie. Okay. And that is that you can go and find a trailer now for Dear David. Dear David? What's that? Dear David is an upcoming horror movie based on a Twitter thread. <laughs> of course it is. Is this a first? P- possibly. Uh, it is a Lionsgate uh, movie co- oh, okay. co-produced by BuzzFeed Studios. <laughs> You're not selling in this to me. You, 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 you threw Lionsgate in there as if that was supposed to sell it to me and then you've just backtracked. Uh, and it's... Well, the reason I wanted to talk about this movie, so it's based on a Twitter thread, which we'll come on to shortly, okay. by a guy called Adam Ellis, which is a Twitter thread that went, went viral. But the reason this one stood out for me is because this movie will be directed by John McPhail, which may not be a name that no. instantly springs to mind. But I thought of Joel McHale as well. <laughs> yeah, very much. <laughs> but we have watched one of his movies on have this we? show. Yeah. Joel McPhail. John 
John McFarlane, sorry. Recently? Um, no, a couple of years ago. Horror movie? Yeah. Go on. Uh, Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh, really? Which was a really good movie. <laughs> it is a really good movie. That was one of the original season's wild cards. Yeah. Uh, you and actually this, this you can find this movie this month on uh, on demand. Okay. So you you do a Google, find out where it's available. But um, yeah, next week actually oh, it's right. available. Dear David uh, is based on a Twitter thread by Adam Ellis, and essentially. Uh, what happened was that uh, he's a bu- he's a cartoonist for BuzzFeed, hence their involvement. Okay, um, and he t- he, t- he did this Twitter thread, which was later converted to a BuzzFeed article entitled "My apartment is being haunted by the ghost of a dead child, and I'm not sure what to do." <laughs> Sounds like a BuzzFeed article. <laughs> um, basically, he had a dream in which a girl approached him in a library and asked if he had seen a movie called Dear David. Right, uh, and he he sort of thread put a thread out about detailing this dream and then oh. it's now been expanded into a whole blooming movie <laughs> um yeah ghost story ghost story i didn't even know that was a thing i didn't know we could do that no nor did i <laughs> we can you can make movies off twitter threads <laughs> oh god no Jesus. <laughs> this sounds like we're opening a pandora's box it really does it's not going to make the world a better place in any fashion nothing about twitter makes the world a better place in any fashion <laughs> no because Fucking Melty Face will probably decide to put a claim on this movie at some. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's owned by me now. Fucking hell. Maybe it'll be a really good movie. Maybe it's got a, the director's okay. Well, he's yeah. if we go by his past stuff, he's okay. Sure. That's all the news. That's all the news. Well done. Anything? Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? I've only really watched one thing. Okay, but. I got in deep and I didn't realise what I was getting in for. Right. So I've watched the David Beckham documentary. Oh, I saw that Which there. I believe is called Beckham. It is called Beckham, yeah. And unbeknownst to me, and it's only four episodes. Yeah. Problem is, they're all an hour and a half long. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I think, the, I think the first couple are maybe an hour and a quarter. Right. Do you know what? It's really enjoyable. Is it good? It is, it is like... I mean, I'm not sure I come away with a... I don't think it really changed my opinion of either David or Victoria Beckham. Yeah. But it's, my my God, it's, it's detailed. There's, there's really? great footage. It's got some really interesting interview subjects from the world of football, yeah. movies, TV. You know, I think the first episode is particularly interesting because you just, you remember the amount of vitriol this guy had against him. Oh, yeah. In the late 90s. 98 when he was, and he was the most hated man in the country. Just how ubiquitous these two were on the front pages of newspapers. And and it, it, it's the first time I've really seen, in their words, what they had to deal with. Really? And it it was really interesting to see it from their side. Oh, I might have to check that out. In terms of like, not being able to take their kid to school without, you know, having to run away from paparazzi and wow. yeah, it's it, it's pretty full on. Okay. And the football side of things is really interesting, and how his relationship broke down with with Ferguson at Man United. It's uh, yeah, yeah, cool. I might have to check that out. It's I, I would recommend it. Do you know one of the most interesting things about this? Go though, on. Is who it's directed by? Who's it directed by? Uh, it's directed by a guy called Fisher Stevens. Okay. I don't know if that is familiar to you. Doesn't ring a bell. He 
is he's directed a few documentaries in the last few years. Right. But I would primarily know him as an actor. Right. Uh, he was in Lost. Okay. He was one of the crew of the boat that turned up in yep. whatever season that was. Four. But you may most famously know him as Benjamin from Short Circuit 1 and 2. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm going to Google him. That guy directed this Beckham documentary. How strange. Yeah. What a weird life. Yeah. Just Googling him. Oh, I do know him. I, yeah, I do recognise him. Probably from last, to be fair. Or yeah, Short Circuit 1 or 2. Uh, I, I, yeah, I thought it was a really interesting documentary. I do like my sports documentaries. Mm, yeah, you do. I know. I remember you liking some in the past. That's interesting. I might yeah. check that out. I don't, they don't really interest me as people, but the story is quite interesting, I guess. Yeah, the story is interesting and in how it's quite entertaining to listen to Victoria Beckham being very frustrated at every time she kind of thinks they're settling somewhere, he Moves wants somewhere to go somewhere. <laughs> like it's, it, when you get to the later episodes and they've, they've gone to Los Angeles yeah. and he basically turns around and says, oh, I want to go and play in Milan for six months <laughs> and now they're in Miami I think yeah have you watched it all then yeah wow yeah that's some good work that's like yeah. eight hours of your life yeah. you never getting back yeah cool how about you uh I've watched a few things this week I've watched a movie on Saturday night called Nowhere okay you aware of Nowhere uh, am I I don't know no don't think so it's in the Netflix top 10 at the minute it's a Spanish movie right it's about a lady who well it's set in a future alternate future where spain has run out of resources okay so they've run out of food they've run out of water uh, the people are just being coming refugees all around the world there's a civil war breaking out okay bad shit's happened in spain sure so the people are trying to flee the country all the kids and the they're, they're murdering this government are murdering women and children okay because the men are the only useful people left so that everybody else is being murdered mm -hmm. so the people are trying to get out of the country in any way they can and the, this group of people go into a shipping container that's going on a shipping boat somewhere else. Right. like refugees, but smuggled away in a shipping container. Um, but they get discovered just before they get out of port and they get massacred. Yeah. Except for this one girl who is hiding on the top of a crate. She gets missed. So she ends up on a boat on her own in a shipping container. Then there's a storm and she ends up in the ocean in a shipping container oh, okay. on her own. And it's, what do you do in this situation? She can't get out. Yeah. And there's... So she opens all the crates, so blah, blah, blah. It's, she's also heavily pregnant. Right. And her husband is in another shipping container on the opposite side of the ocean that she can see from the distance. Oh, shit. It's bad times. It's really good. That sounds um, good. She, the woman who does the... The woman who plays... I don't know her name, unfortunately, but she's brilliant in it. She's, she does the whole film on her own. Yeah. And, yeah, it's pretty pretty hectic what goes on. She At one point, she cuts her leg. And it's the most, I had turned away from the screen. Oh, wow. And considering I watched Saw 10 last week, <laughs> vividly with my eyes on the screen, as soon as when this was happening, I was like, oh, I can't watch that. That's disgusting. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's interesting. Cool. It's good. Um, I've also, I watched the other two of the Roald Dahl Oh, yeah. How movies. are these? Uh, I watched The Swan and Ratcatcher were the two I hadn't seen. Both really good. Yeah. Both really good. All five of those are excellent. Do you think this would have worked better as an anthology? Or uh, I do. Would you like to watch it in one, as I, a one movie? Or? I don't think I would have. Okay. This is the thing. It would have been an anthology, but I think doing it like this is a good idea. I think Netflix should do more of this like short story 
17 minute films mm. it's made me want to buy there's a collection on Amazon of Roald Dahl's adult stories there's yeah. 58 short stories that he wrote and it made, it's made me want to get that okay. and it's also on sale at the minute so I might have that by this yeah, time next it. week do it um, but yeah the swan is the story of a kid who gets given a shotgun for his birthday and then bullies another kid okay and then the rat catcher's about a rat catcher surprisingly <laughs> enough um, it's the same casting all five of them yeah um yeah, it's really, they're, they're all five. I thought all five were great. What was your favourite? Poison. Okay. That was the one with the guy with the snake on his chest? Yes. I think that was the best one. Excellent. Uh, but the, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar is really good. And oh, then... Go on. I just thought I've watched something else. Go on. I watched the first two episodes of Ghosts. Oh, I didn't know that was back. No, I didn't. Somebody, was, someone Sam mentioned it in the Discord, yeah. didn't he? Any good? So far, yeah. It's just Ghosts, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's, I'm gonna, I will watch that. I haven't watched that because I started watching another sitcom that's okay. just been released. on. It's only on the iPlayer, I believe. Have you heard of Juice? Is it... I think I have. Is it... Uh, I can't remember his name. Muan Rizwan. That's the chap. And Russell Tovey. Yes, I've seen the trailer. I've seen the first two episodes. Yeah. It's brilliant. Okay. It had me laughing out loud. But I've, I'm a big fan of Muan Rizwan. Yeah, I, I quite like I've, him. I found well. him on Taskmaster when he did that. Yeah. And then I watched loads of his YouTube stuff. He's a very funny guy. And th- this is balmy. Okay, it's crazy. You know what he's like. He's yeah. a crazy guy. Uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And then you've got Russell Tovey, who's the actual. Is, is he like? He's the, the straight, perfect straight, straight man. man. Yeah. In inverted commas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but he, they kind of really play each off. Uh, play off each other really well. Cool. Yeah, the first two are great. I've really enjoyed them. So I'm going to watch that, and then I'll watch Ghosts. Nice. Um, and that's it. That's all I've watched this week. Really. Brilliant. I still haven't gone back to sex education. Okay. And. I don't know if you will. To be fair, things are piling up, and I yeah. don't think if I will, because the fall of the House of Usher has come out today. Yes, it has. So yeah. that's definitely Do, going on. I mean, there was some chat this week in the Discord about sex education, which mm. which was pretty unanimous, along with what we'd sort of discussed last week that this this is this is not, not a good season. Yeah, I, the completionist in me will want to finish it, mm-hmm. but currently I have no interest in doing so. Yeah. So it might become a show that I'll just watch occasionally when I've got nothing else to watch. Okay. Which is unfortunate because I love the first two series of Sex Education. Yeah. And it's really gone downhill. So yeah. So yeah, but the fall of the House of Usher is definitely, that might be my weekend. Yes. Also mine. Yes. We'll talk more about that next week. Good. Right. Real talk. Should we do that? Let's do that. Because we remembered to do that this week. We did. What was this week's real talk question, Nick? The real talk question this week was, uh, again, we are in the month of October, so we have gone with a horror-themed real talk this week. Which horror movie franchise do you think you could survive? Yeah, I thought this was a really interesting uh, question. Uh, We've got plenty of answers in the Discord. Chris from the Time Shifters podcast says, I think I could give it a good run in The Walking Dead. I also think I could come to some sort of terms or agreements with all the goings-on in Paranormal Activity. <laughs> um, but he just gives the caveat he's never watched any of them. But, <laughs> but I, I think he's kind of saying, you know, do you, do you just get used to that shit going on? Yeah, I guess I think I'd be terrible in a zombie apocalypse. I don't think I'd survive that shit for more than a couple of days. Uh-huh. But I think Paranormal Activity, yeah, I think I can maybe do I, I checked out of The Walking Dead, so d- yeah, d- 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 does it get easier? 
it gets worse. Oh, <laughs> but does show. it get easier? Well, yeah. Oh, oh, living with the zombies. Because <laughs> the zombies just keep rotting. That's yeah. the, that's the whole Eventually thing it's of gonna the rot to Walking Dead, rotness. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It stopped being about zombies. That's why I, that's why I stopped watching it. <laughs> Sam, Samuel Holden says, <laughs> I don't like swimming in the sea, so I think I'd be okay in Jaws. <laughs> That would, you've missed the point of the question. The point of the question is you are in this scenario. Not just like, How do you survive it? Not, I'm not going in the sea. You can tell that about anything. I'm not going in the sea. I'll be all right with Jaws. I've seen a movie called House Shark. You would not be okay if you don't go in the sea. There's also Sharks of the Corn, which I really want to watch. Uh, Ross Cook says, The Ring. Uh, I know how to pass on the curse, so I'm not going to be got. Uh, also, It Follows, because I reckon I could outrun it. Yeah, but it follows would be horrendous. It'd be like that snail thing we talked about weeks ago. He's just always behind you. You're always on the run. Yeah. That's a great film. Yeah, it's a good film. I don't think these people are taking this question seriously. <laughs> uh, Wayne says, I reckon I could easily survive old school Dawn of the Dead. Maybe not the modern remake. Yeah, again, zombie films, I just can't. I, I'd be terrible in a zombie apocalypse. Why? Why? Do I just don't think I'd be very good at it. I, I, I don't think I'd... Con- I don't know. I just don't think I'd be good in beating up zombies. What if, what if you what if you just were hold up somewhere that's like yeah? But I'd make a mistake. Have to go and out at let some them point, in wouldn't and, you? Yeah, yeah. He'd be that guy. Yeah, I would. I just wouldn't be very good at it. I'd need all my modern technology. Uh, it's my and says it. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a I've child. Had this argument with him at work. So Pennywise wouldn't go for me. A B. I'm not scared of clowns, so I wouldn't have any fear of it. I don't even want to get into it. The fact that he's not a child is a good point because yes. Pennywise does feed on the fear of children. But the fact that he just shows himself as a clown is not... It could turn into anything and yeah. you'd be scared of yeah. some, he, he, something. He knows it. your fears and he will turn into whatever that fear is. Uh, I also think I could survive unharmed for the winter in the Overlook Hotel. Well, I think that's bullshit because yeah, the whole thing is, is the thing will send you mad. Yes. I think you will just, be worn down. That's the point. It's not just like... Gonna sit here watching Netflix in my room. I tell you now, Nick, I'm not fucking with anything that Stephen King's come up with. <laughs> All of them, I couldn't could, couldn't survive. You, there's no way you'd survive Pennywise. He's the eater of worlds. That's his, literally <laughs> his title. Yeah, I mean, yes, that did cause a bit of uh, <laughs> a bit of comment in the Discord. That we had a, we had a, we had an argument around the be, table at work. Would not be survivable. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I, I, I don't fancy his chances there. No. You don't fuck with Pennywise. I'm sorry. Yeah. Whether you're scared of clowns or not. There's a school of thought that you only see Pennywise as a clown because that's what he wants you to see him as. Yeah. The, the kid... that, that's kind of how I always read it. Yeah. That he, he could choose to come... As whatever he wants. Yeah. 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 That. What about you? I think I could survive Scream. I, that's kind of I the think, lines I was I think I'm on. going with Ghostface for one Ghostface is usually somebody you know yeah so I think I'm pretty much set with whoever I know I think I could survive most people I know <laughs> okay <laughs> um, and he's a bundling idiot he goes, yeah. he's always tripping over he's always getting and hit it, in the face by fridges and you're not a teen if somebody rang me up and said what's your favourite scary movie I could talk to them for hours <laughs> 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 I'm not a teen that is also a good point <laughs> Um, just just stick with Courtney Cox and you'll be fine. Okay. 
I think Scream. I, I absolutely couldn't survive Jigsaw. Right. I know that much. I wouldn't fuck with Chucky. Don't you think with the Jigsaw thing, though, he's got to catch you first. Yeah, he has got to catch you And first. he's not in the best nick. No, but he's also got friends that help him. Yeah, true. Help him catch you. True. And once you're in one of those traps, you ain't getting out unless you're no, chopping no, your arm no, off. No, no, no. I agree. I, I agree with you there. And I don't yeah. think I could chop my own arm off, yeah. even if it was to make me survive. Yeah, I have had similar thoughts. I don't know <laughs> if I could. Yeah. Mm. Freddy Krueger is unsurvivable. True. Don't mess with Freddy because you just can't stay awake. It's impossible. So I think I think Ghostface would be the one I'd get if I if I had to go up against any. I think it'd be Ghostface. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking, yeah. and I am going to go back to the Stephen King. Okay. Interesting. I might take my chances in the mist. Oh, right. Because I might just wait it out by being lazy. <laughs> but that's because I know what happens at the yeah, end. The idea is you're in the movie, so <laughs> you wouldn't know what happens at the end. Yeah. And you're just in a supermarket. I don't have to be in that supermarket. No, you don't. That, that took over the world, presumably. At least that part of the world, yeah. yeah. Well, couldn't I just stay in bed and wait for the whole thing to blow over? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's not a bad chance, to be fair, if you were going to survive anything. I'm not saying I would survive, but I feel like I've got higher chances. Yeah. Because I ain't going... If I'm seeing... If that's out there, I'm not going out there. No, true. But one of the massive monsters might just stand on my house and squish me, so... Yeah. You take your chance, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm trying to think of other Stephen King things now. All I can think of is Cujo, and I don't think I'd fuck with Cujo either. I don't think I could survive him. Just give it some sausages. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question, though. I yeah. like that. That's a good question. Yeah. Everybody's got it wrong, but I like it. <laughs> Especially Smiley. There's no way I'm messing what with, a, like, what a ridiculous Kruger answer. or Jason or Michael Myers. I ain't messing with any of them. No, you can... Out of those three, who are you messing with? Because they're like the three quintessential slashers, aren't they? If I've got to go up against one, maybe Jason. Yeah, I was thinking Jason as well. Maybe just on... Michael Myers never runs. Cardiovascular. Michael Myers doesn't run. True. But he will always catch you. Yeah. Freddy, definitely not. It's between Jason and Michael Myers. I mean, Ghostface is just a dude. Ghostface not is even just strong, somebody you so, know. Yeah. yeah. It's just somebody you know usually. Statistically, you're probably taking that chance. Yeah. In one one of them, it was just someone's mum. Yeah. I think I think Ghostface is the best one. Yeah. Well, they might have the biggest body count out of all of them. True. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Good real talk. I enjoyed that. All right. I think we've done a wave. I should say so. Well, what we haven't done is talked about last week's film. Do you want oh. to quickly... Touch on that. Can do. Hellhole. Last week we watched Hellhole, a Polish horror movie. We did. Talking of horror movies. I, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> I loved the fact that you loved it. I loved it too, but I loved it more because you loved it. Because I wasn't expecting you to love it. Yeah, I just, I just thought, yeah, I'm all in on this. And and the movie just went for you'll, it. You'll struggle to find a better ending for a film on this show, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, go and watch Hellhole. Go and watch so Hellhole. Good recommendation. It's number two in the stream table currently. And I think, you know, Robin, well, a combination the last month or so of Robin, the randomizer, and and a couple of wildcard plays. We've yeah. been very well treated in terms of how good the movies have been. We've found a couple of hidden gems. It's shaping up to be one of our best seasons so far. So that makes me think maybe we've got a lot of shit coming up. Who knows? Who knows? 
but this week we've got another wild card choice, haven't we? We have Samuel Holland's wild card this week. Yeah. German movie. Yes. Again. Paradise. Paradise. So we've got German, Polish, German in the last three weeks. We have, yeah. Paradise is a movie about time sales. You can sell your lifetime to people. Yeah. And uh, Set in a near future. Yeah. You think? Yeah, I think it is. Or an alternate near future. Yeah. So yeah, it's a German movie, so find out what we thought about that, I guess. We'll talk it's about like, it on Thursday. I guess it's a sci-fi concept, but I wouldn't really say it was a sci-fi movie. No, I wouldn't either. But we'll get more into that on Thursday. I don't know what genre I'd put it in, to be honest. Okay. But we'll get to that on Thursday. <laughs> so if you want to hear us talk more about which genre I, this movie I have a couple into. of movies in mind which I certainly think it bears comparison yes, with. Yes, so, I think that's something. Yeah, we'll get into that. Cool, okay, so we're done with the wave. So come back on Thursday for the movie show. Cheers! Bye!